Demons Discuss, take 39, the one with a strange bee. Welcome to Demons Discuss, the unofficial podcast about the All Souls universe and the topics that orbit it. We are your hosts, Angela, Jean, and Valerie. I'm Valerie, and with me is Angela and Jean. Hi, guys. Hi, everyone. Hi, everyone. What are we talking about today, Angela? We are talking about Shadow of Night, Chapter 16, reveling in the news that Matthew and Diana are preggers, and we get to meet one of the most loveliest ladies of Shadow of Night, Mary Sidney. Yay! Yay! Mary Sydney, which and Diana, she has not had any gal pals. So it's very nice in this book. She gets to have a gal pal. Yes. Or girlfriend or BFF. <laughs> <laughs> an, yes. an alchemical BFF. Yes. <laughs> Finally. You know, how often would you find that, though? Hey, do you want to do some experiments? OK, girl, let's go. Come on over. <laughs> you know, right. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even think Shelly does that. We'll ask her. We'll have to ask her. <laughs> Come on over. We'll do some experiments. Mm-hmm. All right. This show is brought to you by your fellow listeners. Our patrons are throwing us some dollars and then non-stripper type away to make sure we can keep going and doing the things we need to do so we can continue bringing you a quality production. Patrons at all levels will receive access to our exclusive after show podcast where we just stay in the ditch and ride in the mud for fun. All patrons will receive a podcast sticker, a place of honor in our sponsorship page, and even more as you go up the tiers. If you're interested in becoming a member, join us at patreon.com slash demons discuss and no to all we just got rid of the one dollar tier everybody it appears nobody wanted it everybody who was on the one dollar tier upgraded to a two dollar tier or higher so now that's the bottom rung so it's still less than a latte at your favorite coffee shop so join us two dollars a month that's all you need Uh, I guess uh, before we go on, the world of all souls is out, you guys. Yes, it is. Yes. That chunky monkey is in my hands every night. <laughs> and but that sounds terrible. <laughs> <laughs> Only if you think that Brad way. I wouldn't like you talking him about him, talking about him like oh, that. Oh, I think he would. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, but we don't need to hear about you guys doing personal kinks tonight. No. Save it for the after show. What did you guys think of the talk? I mean, you guys watched the same talk I did. I was there, but you guys watched the same one. I loved hearing Times Convert. I know. God, I'm so excited about Freya and Balenciaga. Oh my God. Yes. Fashion. Freya seemed like my type of broad, man. Totally. Yeah, I love that she was answering her, her uh, emails with formal notes. I know. It was so freaking awesome. I like, know. I mean, I do what I want. I get it. I love writing out note cards. I love writing them out and that's why like um patrons you get like a handwritten letter or a handwritten card i love doing that something it's very calming to me so yeah for is my broad man yeah. i can't wait to hear from her and mama and and the idea of miriam honey and mama mama try i can't say oh well back to the french is abysmal <laughs> um, my god <laughs> yeah soccer core yes oh okay in the soccer core neighborhood yes yeah. okay yeah well th- i mean just that little nugget right there begs a question how many centuries has that been a good hunting ground for vampires right. and think about right. the people who may have been hunted yeah. I love that they kept sneaking Phoebe phones so she <laughs> oh, I, know. <laughs> I think I'm going to love this book just by that one chapter I mean bam it just threw you in it wow it was a great opener it was and it was it was like 
quirky and cheeky and fun, mm-hmm. kind of like Marcus's. That's why I like Marcus. W- were you surprised that Phoebe's mom was Indian? Yes, a little bit. A little. A little bit. It didn't, it wasn't like, she's not supposed to be. It was more like, huh, okay. Yeah, it's like, okay, there was, maybe that was another one of their postings. He met her on a posting and fell in love. Happened. Yeah. I mean, I think yeah. it was in Shadow of Night when we found out she was a diplomat's daughter. That left it wide open. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I kept thinking that, that he had given the name that, well, Taylor, but there was a rather well-known British diplomat named Jack Taylor, who was actually posted to the Caribbean, which was the whole Louisa right. yeah. arms. The You know, there are so many places in the Commonwealth you could be sent to. Hey, from my background, who am I to say? You know? <laughs> <laughs> How shit turned out in my life, you know, and my kid's life, too. So it's just like surprised, but yeah. not really pleasantly surprised. Oh, Val, any of the discussion questions that stood out for you? Um, No real news that we... Nothing. Or, it was nothing really new. Um, newsy. Newsy. Um, I stopped taking notes when uh, she was doing the question, but I did take some notes. Let me find them. <laughs> <laughs> it's like no sound effects, though. <laughs> no, they're not sound effects. They're just bell rustling. Um, let's see here. One thing that stuck out. Um, Deb said she liked working in collaborative group settings. It oh, surprised from the TV me. show. Yeah. yeah. Well, the yeah. TV show. I found it interesting when she described how she put the team together as far as the world of all souls. She's got a right-hand woman in Jill, and Lisa is her submissions editor, and Claire's all, yeah, let's do it. And um, Colleen, I think we heard from Colleen by her own account. She just thought Deb was some weird stalker for a long time. Then she's like, oh... <laughs> This lady's really offering me a job. So how she does worldview, location or logic, uh, perspective, texture. They wanted to give a behind the scenes look on how she came up with her particular worldview and how it translated on the page. And let me see here. Hmm. And someone suggested that it was sort of a magical history book. And she liked that. And um, the world kept expanding. They had to narrow it down and keep it to the trilogy. So. There's that. And now that we have the book in our hands, uh, do we want to even touch the little uh, controversy that's going around as far as Baldwin? Sure. Why not? Let's do it now. Fuck okay. it. Okay. So the Baldwin Gate, go. <laughs> Let's go. go. Baldwin Gate, in a nutshell, if y'all recall in the Book of Life, Vrieren was charged with making sure that Diana's status as a bloodsworn daughter was recognized by the congregation and they had a year and a day to do it. Okay. And in the compendium, it is just said that Varen's the one who verified, you know, verified it to the congregation. And that's pretty much it. It's like one line, you know, they, they attributed that action to Varen. But mm-hmm. in the Book of Life, when you get towards the end in chapter 32, the actual passage when that event comes to pass, the year and the day, they assume that Varen did her job. But Matthew is the one who actually states, no, Baldwin did it. Yes. Because he was worried about Diana's safety. What does he know that we don't? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm going to stick to that. Yeah. yeah I mean, I well, too. here's the answer that finally formulated in my head. The novel is the prime. If you're a historian, the novel would be the primary source material. It's what happened. Right. Yes. I mean, we're living in that world. That's the depiction of that world. That's the canon. That's the canon. Mm-hmm. Whatever was 
in the world of all souls. That's like somebody recounting what happened 300 years later. Right. Yeah. It's not it's not primary source material. Yeah. It's nice to have. But is it entirely, you know, what controls what happened in the book of life controls? Yeah. Yes. And I think even Deb would say if push came to shove that what happened in the book of life controls mm-hmm. the encyclopedia is a mistake. Yep. Right. It's a mistranscription. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Happens. I really, because I don't think the intent of the world of all souls is to change the universe. If anything, it's only meant to add to it. I mean, at the end of the, at the end of the day, book of life controls, not the world of all souls. Deb designed that to complement the story, not to rewrite it. Yeah. I mean, and even the two deleted chapters can't be considered canon at this point. No, they're just that deleted chapters. Yeah. Which really pisses me off with the the shadow of night one, but (laughs) we can get, get into that in the after show. (laughs) They never act. They're not official canon as of yet until they're encompassed in the uh, source. Mm -hmm. That's the way I see it anyway. I mean, it's like this could have been canon, but now it's not canon. Well, and I, I get the feeling a lot of folks in the fandom don't necessarily know how to treat the world of all souls. I mean, honestly, it, it creates a lot of new little Easter eggs and questions, but it's just a companion book, right? It's just a companion book. And insofar as there's any contradictory information in there, world of all souls is wrong. Yeah. AB negative, Simple anybody? Hello? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Everybody makes mistakes. Yeah, it, it happens. Taking the fucks out of shit or book of life were mistakes, but those are mistakes of a different kind. I know. <laughs> Three out of six fucks gone by mistake. <laughs> Oops. Okay. Yeah. So, no, go ahead. No, I was to say, you, you could not have the world of all souls in your possession or buy it, and you'd have to go by the all souls universe as you know it in the three books. Yeah, um, you're exactly because uh, the world of all souls is not a required reading. Mm -hmm. It's just extra. So got to also count for the source. It's Matthew. (laughs) This is true. True. This is true. (laughs) Which is a whole different problem. All right, so let's move on. And uh, we got some voicemails uh, via SpeakPipe. Yay. And the first one is from Shannon. She's the lovely lady who made us our Weaver cords, courtesy of our discusser Wendy's recipe that was got put out online. I'll make sure I have a link in the show notes so you can all make your own Weaver cords. But she was lovely enough to make us some Weaver cords. And thank you. Thank you, Shannon. Bless her. Appreciate it. I'm crafty, but not in that way. No. I'm not even crafty. <laughs> I'm crafty, but I have to have the time for it and the motivation. And I I don't think I had the motivation, but well, that was lovely getting that in the mail. So thank you, Shannon. And uh, let's hear what Shannon has to say. Hi, this is Shannon who made Diana's Weaver's Cords. Thanks for the recipe, Wendy. Um, here's my thoughts on Chapter 16. Um, Matthew freaking out about Diana possibly having the baby in the past. Uh, that's protective father mode engaged. I, I love that quite a bit. Um, also love the line, uh, had Sarah been in the room, she would have warned him my reasonableness is not a good sign. Yet another way that I relate to Diana and my fiance hopefully is already aware of this. It's not, if not, it's uh, too late. So, and then I'd hate to feel rushed when it comes to something as important as figuring out who I am. The snark is strong with Diana. Uh, maybe it's a little passive aggressive, but I prefer to call it snark. And then Matthew's reply, of course, well, what? Apparently, my participation in this conversation isn't required. Uh, that's perfect. So it's such a, a great response from him. I love the tete-a-tete um, between Matthew and Diana. It's one of my favorite things about their relationship. Uh, there's so much going on in this chapter. I can't possibly contain it in 90 seconds, but uh, 
highlights were definitely Mary's shoes coming to life, um, finding out about Diana's quest for a signet and sealing wax, and then, of course, Matthew's magical beard. But you know what? All beards are magical to me. Hubba hubba. So thanks, guys. Love the show. I can't wait to see you in August. Bye. Good observation. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. We can't wait to dig into all that further. Yeah. Shannon, um, I want to say reference to uh, Diana's uh, pregnancy and her hormonal reaction. That is one of my favorite interactions in the whole series. Yeah. Because in Discovery of Witches, they were all tense with each other. Everything was just all heightened. They were all touchy-feely. Shadow of Night, they settle into being a couple. And that is definitely a conversation a couple would have. Oh, yeah. See? In that tone. And I love the fact that Diana finally found her snark. Yeah. Yeah. I like her her self-awareness, too, though, that she said about her hormones. She's like, just by the fact that I'm saying that, I guess it probably does have to do with my hormones. Yeah. (laughs) Sure does. It's like she might have had, like, if if there were no hormones, she might have had these thoughts before, but they wouldn't have came out. She wouldn't have expressed them so forcefully. <laughs> oh, no, she's, uh, she's that pregnancy side effect of don't give a fuck. Right. Yes. Fuck it. I'm just going to say this and you're going to listen and that's how it's going to be. Your filter yeah. gets razor thin. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I was going to say uh, DGAF and hormones are inextricably linked. Yes. Period. Dot. Yes. End of story. That's... That is my scientific observation for the day. Yep, exactly. It's, it's a good one. It has nothing to do with pregnancy either. <laughs> no. Nope. Dora has taught me that as well. <laughs> For those of you who are wondering who Endora is, tune into our after show. Patreon.com slant demons discuss. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. Endora and Gladys are twins. Yes. <laughs> Twinsies. They sure are. Okay. And we have this other one from Lauren. Broadcaster voice Lauren. Yes. She's got a great voice. Hi, demons. Chapter 16 is one of my favorites in School of Night because we get to meet Mary Sidney and break up the boys club. Mary is intelligent, curious, opinionated, and unafraid to speak her mind in a room full of men. I love the juxtaposition of her scientific self and her religious self. She's such a great mentor and friend to Diana and helps put that final female polish on 16th century Diana before she can head into the highest ranks of society. And can I just say, I really want those shoes. Bye for now. Lauren. Thanks, Lauren. Thank you, Lauren. Thank you. This is great. I, lo- I love hearing from you, and I love that you love to use speak pipe. Yep. Yes. Awesome. And I think we have one email, and discussers are forgiven. This is a big week. You know, the world of all souls came out, so you guys were busy, but we did have somebody write in, and she is a first-time writer, and Jean, I believe you have that email. Yes, yes, and it, it is a great email from Leslie. Greetings, demons. First, I love the podcast so much. Thank you for all you do. You keep me laughing and learning new things. Being able to revisit chapters and look at them from different perspective and with new information has been such an amazing experience. I'm a new discusser and want to share my thoughts on the beginning of chapter 16 and Son, specifically the part where Matthew freaks out about Diana's pregnancy. Disclaimer, my thoughts are from a professional point of view as I became a midwife after many years as a firefighter paramedic. Oh, this promises to be good. All and right. Just for me. Here we go. <laughs> Matthew's reaction, while usual for the control freak he is, is illogical. Medically speaking, there's very little to be done during the first trimester. He made sure to vaccinate Diana before they time walked, and that's probably the best protection he could have given her and any baby she may carry. Diana seems to have a better grasp of early pregnancy than Matthew, even though he is the one with the medical degree. <laughs> Perhaps this is due to being raised by Sarah, who practiced midwifery in Madison. 
I find it amusing that Matthew seems to have forgotten that Diana does not know how to get back to modern day. I'm pretty sure they would have covered that little detail before they left. And why on earth would time-walking damage a baby still in utero? Jeez, Matthew, for a smart guy, you can really be stupid. <laughs> saying, this in, <laughs> saying this in Philippe's voice. Yeah. <laughs> Early pregnancy is a time of hormonal upheaval and incredible mood swings. Even though Matthew recognizes this, he gives Diana a little room to work through her emotions. Even though he is as usual testy self. It's during this argument that Deb gives voice to thoughts that most every pregnant woman has. I'm still the same person I was before, and pregnancy is not a pathological condition. It's easy for people to lose sight of that even that early. I love it when Diana tells Matthew, oh, I will not lose myself to satisfy your need for control. That is one of my all-time favorite lines from her. I just wish she would have said it sooner. That's all from me for now. Thanks, Leslie. Thanks, Leslie. That was great. Welcome to Discuss Your Dumb Leslie. Yes, that was a great email. (laughs) Sorry I butchered the the, uh, tagline. (laughs) (laughs) oh wow hey guys Val here with an editor's note we forgot to mention that this chapter review is brought to you by Teresa Morrow thank you Teresa and now I'm gonna duck out and we're gonna continue with the episode bye and away we go and away we go let's start the station wagon guys so we left off in chapter 15 with Diana and Matthew's discovery that they're about to be parents after some sweet and tender revelation lovemaking aka tender D (laughs) 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 Diana is really cognizant of her situation she needs to find a witch we open chapter 16 with Diana describing her quiet weekend with Matthew and their shared secret they speculated on which creature would be favor more or if it will be a boy or girl. Diana thought it would be a boy and Matthew was absolutely convinced it would be a girl. And then this convo happened. Well, the one while Matthew says he's glad Diana got to see this place before they leave. And Diana's like, what, what, what? To me, this is one of the most (laughs) relatable scenes in the series because of her hormonal rant. She's having her hormones seep in and what she's saying is very valid, but it's uh, like we were saying before, it is fueled by the hormones. So it comes out a lot more forceful. I also like to think that she found some of her Leo sarcasm in that moment, too. (laughs) Yeah. Her hormones. Hormones empowered her to recognize her Leo sarcasm. Yes. And she did mention if Sarah was around, Sarah would have been like, uh-oh, Matthew. You know, right. We'll, right. We'll watch yourself right here. Batten down the hatch. Because yeah. <laughs> shit's coming. <laughs> Man, all I, can, all I can think of is the stories that Alan used to tell me when he was on OB rotation as a training anesthesiologist and how the biggest mistakes that ever happened in the delivery room were fathers opening up their mouths and saying the wrong things. <laughs> yes. They're, they think they're yeah, being helpful. Bless yeah. them. Oh, yeah. bless them. Yeah, one day I actually did get grabbed by the balls. And, oh, wow. Yikes. Yeah. Yikes. It was bad. Well, it's not... It was bad. It's not, you know the whole, oh, here comes a contraction, grab onto my hand, honey? Yeah. She uh. grabbed onto that. The D was not happy. Oof. It's not just husbands, and it's not just pregnancy. It can... I, as you know, I'm not doing that well this week, and I'm driving her a little school this morning, and I told her something. She's like, calm down. Okay, my head rotated like the exorcist. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, I'm like you want to see extreme. me not calm down? Tell me to calm down. 
So this is what is right. That this is this is the perfect part to bring up. <laughs> oh my god! At least she didn't shoot out oh pea god. soup or anything, <laughs> right? Oh. I just picture her head just going all the way around. <laughs> oh my god! In, in the driver's yeah. seat yet? Yeah. <laughs> what okay. did you say to me? <laughs> so I feel for Diana in this se- right. segment here. I think a lot of women can. I was just going to say, Deb just had such a deft hand in writing that whole exchange. Mm -hmm. It wasn't too cliche or over the top. It was just absolutely perfect. This is just the right amount of like, yes, yes. What the fuck? (laughs) Don't start with me now. Exactly. So Diana's like, we're going back to Woodstock. And then Matthew's like, for a short time, perhaps. And he's just all, he's got this all planned in his head, you know? It's it's his new dumb plan. Yeah. To (laughs) abandon. In his old dawn plan. <laughs> and he's like, he was funny here because he was making it about her. You'll yeah. want to be with Sarah and Emily. You'll want to be. Yeah, I'm doing uh, this as a favor to you. Yeah, it's like, dude, you are just digging your hole even deeper. She's already fired the morning shot over the bow, making this a, to be a favor for her. Oh man, you are slitting your own this throat. Is, this is bad. This is bad. Talk about dumb plans. <laughs> Not so smart. No. Mm-mm. <laughs> Mm-mm. Mm-mm. All right. So Diana says, I don't know how to get back. She goes on and reminds him of what Emily told both her and him. Matthew was in the room when Emily said that. Conveniently, he forgot. He just, I don't know. Well, and I get the sense now the walls are closing in. I mean, she's pregnant. She's carrying a child. Now she's got to get him back. And he's like you said, like Jeannie just said, he had abandoned his old dumb plan. There's a new dumb plan. And it's all putting the stress on Diana. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, the pregnancy seems like it was a wake up call for Diana. And then he just he just like went into Stupidville. Right. Yeah, it's like Philippe kind of got your head on straight. Now you're back in Dumbville. I know he he reverted to the default, which yeah. is default. The default setting on Matthew is come up with a stupid plan. Okay. And then don't carry it out anyways. But then this did I, all distill down to he can't bear to, to say goodbye to Philippe one more time, which OK, he, and I'm like, then did. I felt badly. Yeah. Yeah. Which is. Yeah. He's uh, getting agitated shooting up out of his chair and say, you can't possibly carry the baby to term here. Diana's being the level-headed one so far. Women do have babies in the 16th century. Lots of them. Lots of them. And Diana's being practical. And just like Leslie pointed out, maybe having Sarah as a mother figure maybe helped her as far as her being a midwife and all. Maybe maybe she'd seen this and was like, you know what? We got this. This is fine. And Matthew's just not having it. He's wondering if she's powerful enough to carry both the baby and him back to the future. Then he wonders about the damage the time walking could cause to the baby. And then he spirals himself into a loop of crazy. That's how he right. does. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, okay, how can I stop this stupid question? Yeah. <laughs> Let me borrow more stupid trouble. Right. And then Diana tries to calm him the fuck down by explaining that the baby wouldn't be much bigger than a grain of rice. And he contradicts he start- her. <laughs> yeah. He starts laying down the yeah. law. And then he's arguing, no, not not rice. It's the size of a lentil. Like, are, are, what? We, are we seriously what? arguing this point right now? Right. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God, don't buy this man what to expect when you're expecting. He'll make you crazy. I know. I know. He starts laying down the law by saying, by six weeks, the most critical fetal, you know, he starts spitting out all his medical shit, right? 
Matthew. I'm surprised she didn't punch him, right? <laughs> he deserved to be punched in that moment. <laughs> I mean, seriously, physical violence would have been called for at this point. A quick pop in the mouth. <laughs> yep. Yes, exactly. A little throat punch, you know, boosh. <laughs> Wouldn't have hurt at anything. Least a biff upside the head. Yeah. <laughs> and this is the part where Sarah, if she was in the room, would have warned him about. And she goes, that only gives me a few weeks. What if I need need seven. Ooh, here comes the snark, girl. You go. Oh, I know. It was like primetime snark. It's like, uh-oh. And he, he, was, carefully he was like, in su- like you said, he was in such a spiral of crazy. He didn't even notice. No. Matthew's like, yeah, that that would be fine. It's, that's good. Se- didn't he, seven he weeks is fine. Gotta go. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna go shopping. Bye. <laughs> right. Seven weeks. Cool. That's good. And he's being serious. <laughs> and um, yeah. Then Diana lays it on him. She's like, oh, well, that's good. I'd hate to feel rushed when it comes to something as important as figuring out who I am. Right. And then she heads towards him. And yeah, I was all go Diana right here. I'm like, yeah. Yeah, you tell him about his dumb self anyway. <laughs> Poor Matthew. We are so hard I know. on him. But and he's then, a man who can't help. And then I start feeling sorry for him <laughs> At least a little in bit this here. Passage. Yeah, yeah. He's Matthew's like, wait, what? Is it something I said? What just happened here? Oh, my God. Because um, she's like, I don't have a good chance of uh, being a good mother without knowing about the power of my blood. And he's like, uh, this isn't good. And then she's like, don't you dare. Don't you dare say this isn't good for the baby. I'm not some vessel. That is my favorite Diana line. I'm not some vessel. And if any of you are out there, some people glow in pregnancy. I wasn't a glower. And then she goes off and she starts spiraling out of control. First, it was my blood you wanted for your scientific experiments. Now it's this baby. Right. (laughs) Okay. Oh, my God. Calm down. (laughs) Everybody just needs to calm their tits. (laughs) I've never heard that before. Calm your tits. Oh, you've never heard calm your tits. No, it's, no, it's perfect. Oh. It's, wow, that's yeah, that's new. <laughs> <laughs> new to me, new to me, new okay. to me. <laughs> you stick around with the demons, you learn something every day. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> listeners. So she's checking Matthew out, and he's uh, she takes in Matthew's face, his arms across. He's patiently waiting for her to be done. Oh, if that's not pa- that's so mansplaining yeah. in body language, it's not even funny. <laughs> she's not innocent here, though, because she's like, "Well," <laughs> and she says, "Well," and the person who starts with that to me Uh-oh. is the one who wants. Oh, that's right up there with fine, fine. She wants I'm that fight. Fine. She wants to have this yeah. fight, man. Yep. I love what he said here. I love it. I was ragging on Matthew before, but now I, I love his response. He says, well, what? Apparently my participation in this conversation isn't required. You're already finishing my sentences and you might as well start them too. And then this is where she says, this has nothing to do with my hormones. And then she's like, uh-oh, maybe it does. Maybe it does. <laughs> well, when she's, when he said, you're already finishing my sentences, you might as well start them too. I thought, oh, you're in love. <laughs> Aww. <Isn't it> cute. <laughs> This is how it goes. You're right, on the honeymoon right. phase. It's so swoony. Yeah. She's saying, oh, it's not my hormones. And he's like, that hadn't occurred to me until you mentioned it. And then she's like, well, that's not what it sound like. And I'm like, oh, she still wants to fight, man. She wants this fight. 
she goes on. I'm still the same person I was three days ago. This is just like Leslie said, pregnancy is not a pathological condition and it doesn't eliminate our reasons for being here. We don't even have the proper chance to look for Ashmole 782. And then we lose Matthew again. He he falls off the cliff. Although it could be argued that it, it is a parasite. <laughs> yeah. Here's where Matthew's like, Ashmole 782, everything is changing. You're not the same person. We can't keep this pregnancy going here. He goes on to give her a list. You know, one, mm-hmm. all the vampires will know soon. Two, Kit will figure out pretty soon afterwards. And you know, he'll start shit about who the father is because it can't be Matthew. And then three, all the creatures will come after him when they find out a where and a which yeah. are pregnant. Even the covenant agnostics won't like it. And uh, Philippe will summon him back home to the chateau to keep Diana safe. And Matthew will have to say goodbye to him again. Is that what you want, basically? And then Diana's like, oh, shit. I didn't think about that shit. <laughs> And, Oops. Yeah. Well, I don't think Matthew thought about it a couple of pages ago either. I think it was very realistic that he was coming up with this on the fly. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's, like, it's a good argument, but... It's a good argument. It is. It, it was like, I could say this. <laughs> right. Yeah. Wait, one of these things is going to stick. Yeah. <laughs> well, something's... And, I got to get a point here somewhere. And quite honestly, like everything in the All Souls universe, it all boils down and comes back to Philippe. So true. It does. I really like this. He says, uh, before... Before you and I were in a forbidden marriage, that's hardly unique. Now you're carrying my child. That's not only unique. Other creatures believe it's impossible. Ugh. Matthew goes off the rails here again. <laughs> and they had he to go stayed to, off the rails. And they had to go to her, their separate corners after this. Diana's like, you might not be able to find a witch willing to help by then. Not with what's happening in Scotland. And then Matthew's like, who said anything about willingness? And uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, here's the here's other thing, too. It's like this got mentioned early on in the beautiful, more lyrical descriptions of the view out their window and everything else is he really probably should not have given up on law after his fourth try because he would have done a better job on this argument if he would have stuck with it. Well, wait, now that you bring that up, I was going to wait to be done with this conversation before we move to Monday. But I did want to ask our resident attorney here about the Thabies Inn and what you thought about him going through the motions of studying law for the fourth and final time. Oh, yeah, I'm yeah. interested. <laughs> well, the fact that he gave up on it in the 15th century while it was still the ends of court apprentice situation and just totally blew it off says more about the way his brain works, I think, than anything else. Elaborate. Really, yes, elaborate. <laughs> tell us a story. <laughs> tell, tell you, I, you know how I always say I don't have a science brain? Most people with science brains tend to not be really good attorneys outside maybe patent and intellectual property. Okay. Because you got to think outside the box. Mm-hmm. Right. In, in a very particular kind of way. Right. And science people, when they're outside the box, they're outside of a different box in a totally different style. Yes. Illustrated by Matthew's plans. Bad plans. Yes. Thank you. <laughs> Right. Thank you. So this explains why so many of Devin's uh, BFA graduates are going on to law school because they're like, I'm not going to be an actor. I'm going to be a lawyer. I'm like, whoa, that's an option. (laughs) (laughs) And Devin's like, yeah, a lot of them go on to be very successful lawyers. And I'm like, well, I guess you do. I have to act in court. (laughs) And be convincing. Yes and no. No. Yes and no. No. Yes and no. It also depends on what kind of law they're going into. I mean, if they're doing criminal law and family law. Yeah, that's really easy to bluff your way through. Oh, okay. It's more about theatrics and presentation than cases are pretty cookie cutter from case to case to case to case, to to be honest with you. So it's not all a few good men. (laughs) And we want it to be. I know. Great. (laughs) (laughs) Look at the case I was dealing with. It was a whole bunch of arcane BS. Yeah. Poor baby. 
maybe. In that kind of case, you've got to think more like a, a bald one. What road are these people trying to drive us down with this stupid idea they're trying to float? Because there's something else going on under the surface that they're they're trying to get from A, but they don't want us to realize what their B is. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, that, that's kind of a different different kind of thought process. Hmm. That's interesting. Although he's a good spy. I mean, you would think he'd be better at it. He's a pretty good spy. Right. So, yeah. Who knows? Hmm. Could it be more that, that because his uh, affections ran more towards Q than towards Godfrey or that's what I was Baldwin? yeah I was wondering that myself or his affinity as far as his influences I mean, that, that may be another reason he didn't really like the law <laughs> yeah because we didn't know his relationship with Godfrey we didn't know we kn- Godfrey's a big fat question mark yeah even in the I world mean, of all souls I'm like this is it I know it's like uh, <laughs> can, can we talk about the fact that the stupid diplomat that couldn't speak English at the end of Shadow of Night had a longer write-up than Godfrey? Uh, yeah, we can talk about that. We can talk about that. You know what? Maybe this is a shiny spot, though. Maybe that means that there's a book coming for Godfrey eventually. Oh, God, I hope so. Didn't Deb I once so. say that she knew who Godfrey's mate was? Yes. Yeah, she she heard the name whispered. We were there in Seattle. Seattle, yeah. That. Yeah, a couple of years ago, a few years ago. That was a couple mm-hmm. years ago. Okay, so... Here is where they kind of go in their corners and lick their wounds. Matthew says, I will not lose you, Diana. And Diana comes back and says, I will not lose myself, not to satisfy your need for control and not before I find out who I am. That was good. It's one of my favorite parts in this book. I, I just love it. I love mm-hmm. this interaction. And then, then I, I, what I really don't understand is how, how we go from that to her reading The Fairy Queen. I know. <laughs> because that is certainly not a relaxing pastime. <laughs> yeah. It's like, really? Well, maybe that was the only book she had you know like when you move how is that soothing <laughs> you know when you move and you have that one dvd and you're like oh, okay yeah. i might as well watch this yeah. <laughs> this is before netflix but you know your t- your cable's when not you're on up at the cottage and there's a yes, you know, Michigan, yes. it's like in, yeah, or wisconsin yes. and there's like one channel <laughs> <laughs> and you're moving the rabbit ears around on that old tv that's up at the cottage yeah. I, I guess we're watching like that i guess yeah so it's like that she's got the fairy queen that's what she's going with right yeah, it's like we get the channel out of Sheboygan, great. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like a bowling tournament and a fishing tournament. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> or the or the really bad Saturday afternoon horror, old horror movies with the cheesy host. Yeah. 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 <laughs> who doubled as a Sunday classic movie host right. who doubled as the right. weatherman of the weekend. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> When I was growing up, we had nine channels, okay? And I That's always a lot. like, that is. <laughs> right. I always say, well, back in the day, we only had nine channels. Oh, we had 13. Channel 13 was uh, PBS. So, yeah, that was it. I'd tell m- my kids the story, and my husband grew up in northern Maine. He's like, we had two. So, shut up. Yeah. <laughs> shut up. Shut up. I was like, we only had nine channels. <laughs> We had had two, you know. We had four, and HBO was an addition that was, you're a rock star if you had that. Oh, my God. When we got HBO, forget it. Oh, my God. When cable came to town. Yeah. Holy shit. <laughs> we were like the first community community to get it. The cable? To, to get cable. And, and, and it was so great because it was my best friend's dad was the city attorney and we kept pestering. You need to do this. You need to do this. You need to do this. Because we wanted MTV. Yeah, we heard MTV was coming and we wanted our MTV. We wanted our MTV. Yeah. Matter of yeah, that, I just dated myself there, but yeah, by God. Yeah, <laughs> These whatever. kids don't know. They don't know. They don't know our lives. What we had to go through. <laughs> they don't remember MTV when it was music. <laughs> It was actually music, children. It 
really was. Should That's I... what the M stood for. Yes, yes. Spoiler alert, the M stood for music. That's kind of our equivalent, though. Watch Sitting around watching music videos, our parents would be like, why don't you go out and do something? And that's kind of like oh, how it no. is with video games. Now, why don't you go out and do something? Yeah, I know. <laughs> but Prince My, is on. What was your first music video that you guys ever saw? David Bowie, Let's Dance was mine. I will forever love that song because of that. I don't remember what my first one, but I remember seeing the premiere and staying up until it came on was Little Red Corvette. Do you remember oh. the, the premiere for Thriller? Yes, we had it. It was yeah. established then. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to say one of the first videos I remember is that really, really bad Billy Squires video that like totally tanked his career. Same. And I'm trying to remember what it was called. Huh. Oh, it was. I mean, it's so bad that you. it was a Fabio, uh, Fabio <laughs> commercial. It was horrible. <laughs> Oh, well, <laughs> truly, truly horrible. Okay. But no, I, but we'll talk more about MTV in the after show because I've got yeah. some good stories about that courtesy of my friend's husband. Yeah. Okay. So we're going to... We're back to the, the fairy queen. Oh, yeah, we're going to... We're back to the fairy. This, is, this was my favorite part was when they came back, rolled back from the barber and she made the comment about uh, Walter and me. Looking like brothers. Looking like and brothers. Pirates. Yeah. And pirates. And pirates. I love it. I, that was I love so it when great. Walter like told that lies like Matthew said Francois should cook for us. Yeah. <laughs> So cute. <laughs> and he's like, yeah, and Kit got this stew and it was horrid. <laughs> they were on their second place of food when Matthew came in with Kit, a bunch of books and a new beard. Yeah, and presents. And presents. Prezies. Lots of presents. Right. Including the co- the common prayer book of Queen Elizabeth with all the interesting right. inscriptions. But, um, but wait, Pierre came in with the linen sack of the mail. The linen sack <laughs> of mail. Yep. The mail's back. Yeah. Yep. Oh, God. it's This is where uh, Kit starts getting snarky again. We we miss Kit for getting? this. He's like, why do we... you persist in calling Matthew's wife by her first name, Henry? Has Mistress Royden become your ward? Is she your sister now? The only other explanation is that you're planning a seduction and then I'm like damn kid is salty he is very <laughs> salty right kid here is so jealous it's like god it's not like she's trying to steal your patronage kid yep. god he's salty Judge Judy says how can you tell if the teenager is lying and you say how and because they move their mouth and that's pretty much kid how can you tell if kid's being snarky he's moving his mouth he's moving his mouth yep <laughs> he's, oh yeah he's being oh, yeah. an absolute shit stain here I'm telling you he's just terrible <laughs> And then, you know, Matthew comes in with his Christmas presents. They're belated, of course, but they're books. So she yes. no longer has to read the Fairy Queen over and over and over again. She gets Arcadia. Yeah. Which is something else she just really hated. <laughs> Yay. Thank you. Yay. Yeah. And a prayer book for a pagan woman. Yes. Yeah. I mean, they were all, oh, and another commonplace book. Yes. To get, oh, which never showed back up. No. Huh? Yeah, it didn't. Mm. So, yeah, a prayer book. Maybe it got burnt up in the fire. Maybe. You think? I don't know. I'm just throwing that out there. <laughs> like, I don't know. But the, but the bed didn't. But the weird thing is the bed didn't get burned up. So it's like, hmm. No, they were able to save that. So do they move it before the fire or did they it or have. did it survive? Well, it couldn't have survived because that place was gone. So duh, yeah. duh Valerie, come on now. Catch up. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I w- that was a rabbit hole. We don't need to go. Yeah, down. yeah, yeah. Um, so a witch could not live by prayer and physic alone. So she got like a paper version of WebMD, every possible thing that could go wrong mm-hmm. so she can make herself uh-huh. par- paranoid. And a first edition of Philip Sidney's poems. Yep. And uh 
Matthew kisses her. I, I don't remember the part where they made up here, but I guess everything's cool. I think they just separated and got back together mm-hmm. and they're cool, right? I, I assumed it was the next day. Like it was a Sunday and it says, on Monday. So I assumed yeah. it was... <laughs> yeah. yeah. Blew off steam while they moving slept. Along, moving along. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, Matthew kisses her and she's going to have to get used to this new beard of his. Hal makes the observation. <laughs> <laughs> you went there. You went there. Gene, oh my God. <laughs> the thing is, is that we say something and she accuses us of being dirty. I, know. <laughs> I wasn't even thinking that. She just goes. Oh my god. Oh. Yeah, throw it out there. I'm sorry. I didn't throw it out there. It's in the book. <laughs> When you read that passage, is that where you went, Gene? Is that where you went when you fr- on first read? Not the first time. <laughs> All right, maybe not the first couple times. All right, good to know. I was like, ah! <laughs> probably the fourth time I went there. Okay, so Diana is going to have to get used to Matthew's new beard on her cheeks and elsewhere. <laughs> Cheeks doesn't help, Val. Cheeks does not help. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God. God, this is a long ditch. (laughs) Okay, yeah. Tow truck's needed for this one. Jesus Christ. David, you need the tow truck. Oh my God. Let's let's just move along to George getting the dollar signs in his eyes when they bring up me. Yes. (laughs) Patron. That was even better. Yes. Well, Hal, let's let's go right here. Hal sees the stack of books as temporary entertainment, and he's the one that brings up the fact that this is not going to keep this chick entertained, Matthew. You know why? Because he's sweet and thoughtful. That's right. Get get the Elizabethan. (laughs) Yes. Hal realizes that they have to get the Elizabethan equivalent of cable. Or something. Yeah. Yeah. So Henry suggests that Diana keeps company with Mary and... Matthew's like, Mary? Henry's like, yeah, Mary. They're both mouthy women who are too damn smart for their own good. Well, he didn't say that. <laughs> yeah, he did. But that's pretty, how, much, that's he did. pretty much he did, you know? And um, Walter would have said it if he wasn't in earshot, I'm sure. Totally. And I think he does say something to that, yeah. that effect. Walter wanted her money, too. <laughs> a yeah. Oh, I know. It's like, oh, I can tell her about my new, my new expedition. Exactly. <laughs> I could see him rubbing his hands together like, hmm, how much mm-hmm. coke can I get? And then, so the exact quote is, they are of similar age and temperament. And both paragons... Similar temperament. That's a loaded yeah, compliment. Both paragons of learning. So that's the nicer way of what I just said. So we get back to the port of George. George is like, oh, yes. Yes. Mary Sidney. Mm-hmm. She might like my shit. My poems. That's right. I'll give her my Patreon address. <laughs> 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 right? <laughs> you know, you can't fault George for trying. No, you have to try, man. Who's going to promote George? George is like the Robert Johnson of poetry. Yep. You can't catch a break. No. Yep. And his publicist sucks. Right? Oh, totally. So who's going to promote you if it's not you? We know this. With a publicist like Kit, who needs, who needs one? <laughs> <I> mean, <laughs> <laughs> and Diana's like, nope, she's not ready to meet such a literary legend. Nor is Mary Sidney ready for you. And this is from Walter. And Walter also has a Patreon named Virginia. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, um, you know, he's thinking, hey, maybe, maybe we can go visit her. And uh, so so Kit's like, nah, her showing up here is just going to cause a circus. And, you know, they're talking about having Mary over because Walter's like, yeah, let have her over. You know, we can 
Have her over for dinner. Yeah. I was like, yeah, no. Mm-hmm. No. And then Kit's like, no, it's just going to cause a circus. How about we just toss Diana over the wall to get to see her? Well, not, <laughs> not, tossed, not toss her over, but he was thinking about it. In my head, he's thinking about tossing That's what her I over heard. the wall. <laughs> <laughs> and Matthew is thinking about the whole logistics of this. He's like, this means Diana would have to walk in the city. And Marlo's like, it's a week between Christmas and New Year. No one will pay attention if two married women share a cup of wine and some gossip. And then Walter's like, I'll take her. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey. Yep. Glad to help. And I'm sure he's got a shit done to tell Mary about his Patreon page about Virginia. <laughs> yeah. His Patreon page. <laughs> That's all I liken it to now. <laughs> right. She's a tier, any tier, whatever, whatever you want to give. <laughs> I'll put your name on the ball. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> and then Matthew wonders if Mary knows any witches. And um, Kit. Yeah. Kit snarks up. He's a, she's a woman, right? Of course she knows witches. And in, in my head, the word he's saying is bitches. Of yeah. course she knows <laughs> God, this is a great chapter. Cause that'd be Kit. <laughs> Henry is always sweet. He's like, shall I write to her then, Matt? And then Matthew's like, thank you. Tell her we'll show up tomorrow. On to the next thing. Diana was initially reluctant, but you know, as she's thinking about this, she's like, oh, I want to see all the things because she's getting excited. Excited because I think she's thinking with her historian brain. It's still there. I think she's getting cabin fever, to tell yes, you the truth. Yeah, I do yeah that's true. It's like I'm in London and I'm scooped up in this house. Yeah, and no one will let and me And watching go everything, watching life go on outside my window. Yeah. So she's starting to get excited about meeting with the Mary Sydney. And uh, Francois is, she fusses. And she's worried about getting the clothing and putting Diana together to be presentable. And I think she just dresses her up like a doll, like servants did back yes. then. I, yes. Pretty much. Ooh. Ooh, ooh, and this was the dress that um, that photograph of Teresa. Remember when when we announced the cast? And this is this is where Diana wears the russet dress, like the one that she had in that photo shoot. Uh, remind me, because yeah, I don't I remember. remember. There's that one photo of Teresa Palmer where she is wearing sort of a Elizabethan gown that we found we found the day that they announced. Oh, not related that, to Discovery Witches. It was some other. Yeah, it was project. like some some random photo shoot or something. But it's that photo shoot is this russet gown almost. Oh. The color the coloring of the gown she wore is really tracks the description that Deb gave in this Got book, it. which was almost chilling. Huh. Okay, so it wasn't an official photo for this series. It was just some other project she was doing and it right. was yeah. and happened. Yeah. It was like okay. serendipity. Yeah. It was total serendipity, yeah. but this is the passage that Does she have the black velvet jacket too or just the russet? I think there was black involved in the outfit, but I don't know if it was a black velvet jacket. It was just the color of the actual dress. Mm. Is this something you'd be able to find again to put in the show? I think so. Awesome. All right. So Francois pronounced her too severe in German looking. Damn, Francois. Well, she is French. She wants her to be stylish. I don't know. I never pictured uh, Diana severe, but, you know. Francoise probably has very, very specific yeah. ideas about fashion. I mean, even in the 16th century, like I said, yeah, she's French. That's true. So they're eating. They're getting ready to go see Mary. And she sits down to eat and Matthew's quizzing her in Latin and she's getting frustrated with him. And he says, in Latin, please. And she threw bread at him. <laughs> this, is another cute, this is another cute exchange. I love seeing them interact I like this. I thought it was very cute. Yeah. Mm-hmm. In a 
discovered. Well, and Her- Henry was even cuter. Yeah. He just caught it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I love that. It's like, you guys ready to go? <laughs> it's like, God, they're at it again. Yeah. Yeah. But he's too polite to actually say, God, they're at it again. Right. Off to Mary Sydney's house they go, which is uh, Baynard's castle. And they're making their way through town and Diana's... And it's not stinky. Right. It's not, not as stinky as she thought. And Hal and Matthew are flanking her and you're seeing a pattern wherever she goes, she's got a flank of people around her. She's not having to worry about her safety. She's she's taken in the smells and like Jean said, it's not as stinky as she thought. And I think with her historian brain, she's like, I'm going to tell my students that. It's not as stinky. <laughs> But it is December, so the stink would be at minimum. Could you imagine the summer, though? No, no. Well, but then again, it's like probably like the subway in New York. Yeah, even though that's not that bad anymore. I remember in the 70s and early 80s, it was terrible. 80s, for sure. Yeah. 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 Well, everything was stinky in the 80s. Yeah. Yeah. The 90s in New York just went through a total, I I mean, it's not the New York I grew up in, not downtown and everything. It's Yeah. It went through, uh, if anything, Giuliani did a good thing there. I'll leave it there. And now it's going to the other side. Well, you can say that. That, that is true. But now it's going yeah. to the other side where it's so commercial in the whole yeah. Times Square area. And they and after 9-11, they're really banking on people visiting. So yeah. yeah, that's true. So men and women are looking at them when they're walking and acknowledging Matthew and Henry because they are somebody. They work for the queen mm-hmm. or they're in the queen's court. After she takes all that in, she's noting the languages people are speaking. German. She's hearing some Spanish or some dialects. She's hearing all kinds of things. So the sights and sounds are really good in this chapter. Matthew, he looks up at St. Paul's and he's just like, fuck it. Yep. Against his normal, his what he would normally do, he's like, fuck it. He looks at his wife and he's like, I'm going to take her through this area. Let's just and, do it. Yeah, we're going to go through the churchyard. Yeah, he walks Diana through this area of town that he was previously avoiding. Diana notes the crowd and she says, you said the city would be deserted because of Christmas. And he's like, it is. Mm-hmm. This is deserted. <laughs> yeah, this is deserted. Hello. And while waiting through the crowd, Diana notes a witch and a demon's presence and she gives Matthew a coded warning that someone's paying attention to her. Someone like me, someone like Kit, no one like you. I love Matthew's that little bit like, of code. Yeah. yeah. Matthew's like, oh, we're not going to worry about it because he's not concerned. But Diana's tuning in to how people are noticing her. And maybe mm-hmm. she gets why she's all cooped up all the time. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So they're taking the scenic route. The way I pictured this, they're just walking in a big circle because it's all about how they want to present the castle to her because it's supposed to be approached from the front. So they made this big ass loop. They get there and then Diana turns around and says our house is right there so Kit literally could have threw her over the fence <laughs> yeah <laughs> And she would have been there because uh, their house is right behind the castle. And Hal says Baynard's castle was built to be approached from the river. You notice on houses, you walk up, the front is beautiful and the back is just kind of this flat ass yeah. place with the windows. And even the fancy houses, too, they do this. They don't even bother with the back. Nope, nope. <laughs> well, it's it's like if you've got a lake house. Yep. Yeah. It's all, it's all fancy towards the lake. And then you've got this little. Our house is like the, that. You you approach yeah, the house. The kitchen, you see garages. Yeah. That's all yeah. you see. You don't care about the yeah. people the cars you care about the people in the boats yeah that's right yeah hello we're up here hello (laughs) (laughs) and here's where it's explained by how the building is built to be approached from the front of the river and that's where the back entrance but visitors were supposed to come via the pretty entrance so they get through uh the guards and they gain entrance to the castle and they're greeted by nicholas hilliard the limner Mm -hmm. and hilliard is telling them that he's there on a commission 
for Lady Pembroke. And apparently Matthew and Hilliard are tight. What did you guys think when he's just walking in and saying, hey, and he knows everybody, man. I would be so intimidated if I was Diana. What I, what I was thinking is it was so weird because it was because 1590s Matthew is like so different than right. modern day Matthew. It's like he this Matthew knows everyone and knows not only just everyone's business, but everyone knows him. Everyone likes him. He's Matt. He's not Matthew. Yes. When I the, mean, there's when a, the countess greets him, she says, Matt. I mean, there's this web of intimacy. He's intimate with a lot of people in a friendship sort of way that you don't see in A Discovery of Witches. No. And you don't even see that really so much in Book of Life either. No, you don't. It felt like this was his element. This was where he thrived. Mm -hmm. These guys, this was his family of choice. Yes. These people in this time. Yes, I think so too. They greet each other. Hal greets Mary and then Matthew introduces Diana. Diana curtsies. That's all, all out of the way. Relax. I'm Mary. You're Diana. And to me, that's awesome because yeah. remember, Angela, and you and I were talking about formal, me and formal. Yes. I'm, yes. I'm just not a formal person. So to me, that's like when you can release that burden, say, you know what? Just call me this. Yes. You'll be this. And it, it's all cool. It, You know, let's get past the bullshit. You know, we're cool now. Mm-hmm. Mary's all like, I heard that you study alchemy. And Diana's like, nah, just read it. And Matthew's like, don't let her fool you. She knows a lot. And by the way, you want to be her friend. <laughs> yeah. I added that last part, but <laughs> be my wife's friend, please. <laughs> She's bored. We got to keep her happy. Take her off my hands. <laughs> <laughs> but basically, essentially, I mean, we're laughing about this. Essentially, this is it. This is how to keep Diana entertained so mm-hmm. she doesn't get into problems. Or As trouble. a side note, this exchange and these description is a work of art by Deb. I mean, if you've seen the Hilliard miniatures of Raleigh and Sydney and the way she's saying Mary's brown eyes fixed on me and it's so descriptive mm-hmm. and you don't realize it until you actually do some digging and see the actual miniatures of what they look like. Yes. And one more side about the Mary Sydney miniature. It is so cool that in the two-page illustration in the world of all souls of Mary's lab, mm-hmm. uh-huh. the miniature is sitting up on the mantle. Oh, oh yeah. so cute. That is so cute. By the way, audience, uh, next week we are recording, we are just going to be covering the world of all souls. We're talking a lot about it now, but, but this is not our this is not our episode on that. Next week we will record a bonus episode. So y- if you're not through the world of all souls yet you'll be able to skip it and go on to the next one or if you want to hear all about it or if whatever you, you know what I'm saying yeah. so whenever there you you're go. ready whenever it's, it's you're the ready com- the companion episode to the companion there you go <laughs> you know we weren't going to shut up about it anyway <laughs> <laughs> they moved to seating with more light and Mary's excuse was Hilliard needed more light to paint her portrait but was he painting Mary really mm. more in later mm-hmm. chapters mm. <laughs> I love that Henry's like, ooh, and he's wiggling his fingers, you know, because yeah. she's getting ready. <laughs> uh-huh. She's getting ready to serve the uh, convicts, and um, they're made of citrus peel. And Robert made some lemon ones a couple years ago. Remember, I told you that he experiments cr- every Christmas time with oh, that's new what, sweets yeah, and cakes. Devin and yeah, yeah. So uh, they always find some weird recipes. Some of it, they some made, of yeah, they made this lemon cake, which was absolutely delicious. And they made um, sugared lemon peel, candied lemon peel. And I imagine it's the same thing, but they had uh, green ones, yellow ones, and orange ones. So lime, lemon, and orange. So it can be made with anything. And I think I can post a recipe in the show. Yeah, notes, you so know, we have another recipe too. I just posted maybe two days ago. Our friends from Time Machine Cuisine. Oh, po- yeah. they have a new pulled 
Clark cookbook out and she posted a recipe or not a recipe, but a picture of it, uh, the candied orange peel. And I'm definitely going to try that. Mm-hmm. It's really Sounds good. Yummy. The lemon one was delicious. So I can imagine the orange one would be sweeter and good. Mm. She said she was going to give uh, Diana the recipe, but she's scared that Hal would never show up there again. And then Hal's <laughs> like, oh, you go too far. Yeah. You wound me. <laughs> I love Hal. I really do. He's just awesome. I know. Yeah, he's so sweet. Yeah. And they talk more. They talk about her family. And Diana thinks that the statue of William Herbert at the Bodleian was Mary's young son in the present day. So that's kind of mind blown mm-hmm. because that statue was from hundreds of years before. And this is yes. this lady's young she's t- young son. Yes. Crazy, I tell you. No, it is because it, one of the when she gets alarmed, one of the first pages of A Discovery of Witches, she runs outside and she takes in the chilly air right out right next to the statue. Yeah, and isn't that statue one of the statues that ends up being enchanted as a way for the congregation to monitor the place, or is that the other bust? It was the bust, I yeah, think. Yeah, the bust. Yeah. Okay. Was it his bust? It was somebody's bust. No, I think it was Charles. <laughs> I want to say it's Charles. Okay. Charles, yeah. There were two of them. That's why I thought maybe yeah. Williams was one of them. Apparently her daughter has that famous og or ague. <laughs> ague. <laughs> the ague is back. <laughs> Just an ague. <gasps> the og. <laughs> I always remember that. You know, I thought it was the Og. (laughs) And uh, Mary asks Diana if she has any children. And Matthew comes up with a slightly true response that Diana's mom and dad passed away early in her life. And there was no one around to arrange her marriage. So, yeah, back then, I guess they arranged marriages. And if you didn't have parents around, maybe you languished and maybe you didn't get married. Mm -hmm. I don't know if that was a possibility, but he seemed to implying here. Mary Tuts and says a young girl's life is sadly dependent upon on the whims of her guardians. And they talk about politics and Diana's zoning out and letting all that stuff fade in the background. She's just getting comfortable. Hilliard says he's done. So he's packing his stuff up. And then Mary is like, such a talented man. And she's talking about how popular he was and how lucky she was to be able to commission him. But Diana's in his own. And then she notices Mary's shoes. (laughs) Whoops. Whoops. What did you guys think when (laughs) she animated her shoes? (laughs) I thought it was spectacular. And I love the fact She's like, Matthew. And he like puts us, puts a snake in the fire. <laughs> and Henry's so clueless. He's like, oh, what a strange me. Right. right. <laughs> oh, I thought I, I loved when he said that. But I, well, I don't know why I loved when Matthew said, you can't help it. <laughs> yeah, it's OK. So what did you think when the shoe animated Gene? Oh, I th- well, what the whole thing with the shoe was, I thought was even more interesting was when Diana first started like pondering it. Mm-hmm. She made the connection to Eden. Oh, yes. And, and observed that not only was it the little snakes and the and bees and whatnot, that there were apples on the shoe, which I've always overlooked the apples. But if you think about it, in a way, it's kind of is Mary Eve and Diana Lilith. Hmm. I know. I'm, I'm going real far. I'm saying that's that, a little but, deep for me. But, <laughs> but, but I'm just saying because the whole Eden thing is something that has always been glossed over in the past. And then Mary kind of freaks out when she realized they start asking about witches. Yeah, that's why she's very Lilith religious. Pop- that's why Lilith popped in my head Oh, with it, the reference to Eden. Yeah, that makes sense now that you say that because, you know, we're getting into the point where she's re- reviewing or revealing how religious she is or uh, purportedly religious. Mm-hmm. Well, and the other thing is, too, is, is uh, you also got sent the sense that she knew Matthew's secret Catholicism and she right. didn't approve of that yeah. either. It's yeah, true. I mean, it wasn't even about the vampire. It was about being Catholic. Yeah. yeah. So Matthew's to the rescue. He's like, it's all right. And this is where Angela said, ah, you can't 
help it. Anyway, he's like, uh, yeah. Mary, would you happen to know any witches? And Mary's like, what? No! <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> no, I wouldn't. And then, don't talk to me about that again. And, and then, I, I know too much already. Like, she, she was doing yeah. a really good, very elegant ostrich. Yes. 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 And Matthew's like raising his eyebrows. He's like, you don't know any witches. And she's like, well, no one I would introduce your wife to anyway. So <laughs> let's move along. Well, and I like, <laughs> I practice alchemy to understand God's miracle of creation, the Protestant kind or the, the Anglican yeah, kind. Basically. <laughs> the Anglican kind. Yeah. <laughs> I liked how she uh, qualified that. Yeah. Yes. Yes. The right kind. Yes. We don't have the same gods. Mine's the right one anyway, dummy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I know, she was sounding Baptist there for a minute. <laughs> Wait a minute, I thought you were just Anglican. And Matthew's like, you know creatures exist like us, why don't you just accept reality? And Mary's like, why can't we just go back to you or Matthew? And I don't right. know what la, you la, are. La, 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 la. I'm not listening to you. Right, exactly. That's exactly what she was doing. She's yeah. like, look, I have to protect my wife, so yeah, we're out of here. And yeah. Mary's like, oh, but why can't we just... Matthew's like, yeah. nah, brah. Yeah. Matthew's all outies. Yeah. They're leaving, and then uh, Diana's like, sorry about your shoes. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently we gotta go. <laughs> Bye, guns. <laughs> And they're walking out about there. And I thought this was funny. This part where uh, they part ways and them and Henry head home. And Matthew's like trying to take it all in with his head. And Henry's like, I didn't think that went so bad. Yes, <laughs> <was pretty> exactly. <laughs> that went pretty good. That went pretty well, don't you think? And I'm like, oh, my God. Oh, hell. And Hal's like, oh, there were difficulties to be sure. But there's no mistaking Mary's interest in Diana and her continued <laughs> devotion to you, Matthew. You must give her a chance. So... I like how optimistic I he know. is. He is. He is. Yeah. And he turned out to be right. Yeah, this is true. He was right. That was the best part. This is great. He's like, thank God you were thinking about Mary's shoes. If you'd been examining her tapestries, we would have found ourselves in the midst of a war between the gods and Mount Olympus. <laughs> <laughs> so it was a good thing. It was a good well, thing. Well, what was so interesting is she was reading the shoe like she read writing. She saw the person who designed mm-hmm. it mm-hmm. and she, how they were making it. Yeah. She saw everything. Again, it's like Matthew drinking the wine and knowing how the soil was and the grapes were grown and the sunshine that was on it. It's very mm-hmm. similar. Very similar, yeah. He offers her takeout. Not pizza, though. <laughs> mm. um, was it uh, Pryor's Meat Pies? Yes. Yes, that it made was, me hungry, too. That was all the thing. And they headed home and they're chilling with takeout, minus the Netflix. And um... <laughs> <laughs> Chilling. <laughs> That's all there is to do back in the 16th century is chill. That's how they ended up pregnant. <laughs> <laughs> oh god anyway <laughs> they're chilling right and someone approached at the door and diana's thinking oh god not kit not kit but it's a message from mary and an and, invitation and an invitation come back to banyard you know she's gonna want to do some experimenting with diana you want to join you know it's pretty much said that she included some verses and uh it says yay when all me so misdeemed i too a monster seem yet in thee my hope was strong first read i'm like what? Oh. <laughs> I don't even know what that is. Anyway, Matthew's like, well, well, well. And Matthew's like, okay, she likes you, even if you did ruin her shoes. So this is the verse in the beginning of Psalm 
71. 71. Yep. Mm-hmm. And it was sent as a way to convey that she had accepted Diana in her circle. So, hey, they're Facebook friends now. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And she sent a coded message about, hey, somebody's keeping an eye on yes. you. Yep. Which I thought was really quite cool. She decided that Matthew, as a vampire and the Queen's errand boy, and also a congregation member, could not get involved in her quest to find a witch. Because according to this message, the rest of the verses, she interpreted that and said, Mary's sending me a message and saying, there's a lot of people that know a lot of things about your people and you're being watched. So Diana's like, okay, well, my new BFS said, I need to find a witch on my own. She pulled out a sheet of paper and she made a list. She decided she was going to go shopping and the list said ceiling wax, a signet, and she might as well have said ceiling wax, a signet, and a witch. Thanks. (laughs) (laughs) And then we close with this quote, London is a big city and I was going to do some shopping. And that's it (laughs) for chapter 16. Anything anybody has to say about chapter 16? Not really. Just closing. I'm like, she's getting pretty big for her britches, thinking she's going to go out in the big city shopping. That's a bold plan. Yeah, it is. I don't think I'd have the... Would I go out on my own like that? I think it would depend on how much cabin fever I had. And and plus, she does have to find a witch and she just got warned. So I'm thinking maybe I would. Not the way she did it, though. (laughs) (laughs) She just kind of like, la-di-da, here I am. Here I I know I'm jumping ahead, audience, but Mm -hmm. here I am. But she just kind of made herself, I'm here. You all see me. I'm this odd witch. So maybe not like that. Maybe I would have done a little more research before I headed out. I mean, that's like heading out without Google Maps or, you know, Mm -hmm. GPS. I I mean, there's no doubt the three of us individually or collectively are adventurous enough. But I think I'm also projecting what's going to happen in the story on this last sentence. (laughs) (laughs) True. Yeah, that's true. So that's it. We're done here. Time to make our shopping list for the next episode. Yay! kidding. Okay. So on to housekeeping. And this housekeeping segment is brought to you by Jody Cozy. Thank you, Jody. Thank you, Jody. Thank you, Jody. And one more thing. Thank you, Jody, for my wonderful travel drink thingy. <laughs> it's hot pink, my favorite color, and it has my spirit animal on it. It's very, very awesome. Thank you for thinking of me. Yay, Jody! Housekeeping! Who's got something? I have something from Shell. She All right, said, Shell. She, we were talking about this. I'm like, she says, he says, they say. They say. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, demons. In A Discovery of Witches, Chapter 11, when Diana sees Matthew after his weekend with Hamish, which happened immediately after their car ride discussion about her non-use of magic in the chapter, she asks if he left town because of what happened Friday night. Diana says, so you didn't go because of what happened Friday night? My breath released in sudden relief. Matthew says, no, it had nothing to do with that. You all know what? that was, and she put that in quotes. The real reason, of course, was Matthew getting all starstruck with Diana. But in this snippet, she thinks it's due to what happened on that Friday night. Was it Matthew confronting Diana about her refusal to acknowledge her magic? The conversation wasn't that confrontational. Certainly not enough for her to think it would drive someone out of town to calm down from it. Secondly, the conversation was about her, not him. So why would she think he would be insulted and need to leave town? And if it was referencing her comment that vampires and witches couldn't be friends, she didn't know at the time that he took the comment seriously. His demeanor that night was nonplussed. Also, Diana seemed to be referencing an event, not a conversation. Otherwise, she could have responded, so you didn't think of because of what I said Friday night instead of what happened Friday night. Cheers, Shell. Well, she said a lot on Friday night. I mean, what happened on Friday night was they had this exchange where 
she probably felt she and she did kind of step into it when she's like, well, we don't need to be friends to do this, which, you know, in retrospect, when you realize you're kind of falling in love with the guy over the weekend and he doesn't call you back, it's like you realize you fucked up. Yeah, I really. I really think she was she was worried he left because he was mad at her and she rejected him. It was as simple as that. I thoroughly agree. I don't think it was a specific event. I think Matthew was caught up in his own feelings. That's why he rushed off. Mm -hmm. At the end of that exchange in that chapter, I do remember this. He as soon as she said, well, we don't have to be friends to do this. We could just do this. I think he was hurt a little bit. Yeah, and he withdrew. Mm -hmm. And he withdrew. He just he knew to put the mask on and he says, "Okay, well, good evening. Bye then. (laughs) But internally, that's why he had to run up to Scotland because he he had to deal with all that. Yeah, she inadvertently friend zoned him and he was kind of like, what the fuck? Yeah, (laughs) yeah. And she wasn't ready to acknowledge any of her feelings. But as soon as he left, she's like, oh, well, let's not forget she's socially awkward at the stage, too. Yes. Well, did she ever fix that? I don't see that. Well, Well, she doesn't need to anymore because she's not dating. (laughs) That's true. That's true. Um, Yeah, I I just think Diana was just dealing with it how she thought she had to deal with it. And she had the voices of Sarah and Emily in her head saying, "Uh, you need to separate yourself from this situation. And she's trying to get... And she never got a lot of good role modeling for dating from either one of them either. So they hid it from her. (laughs) Yes. 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 I mean, even in the chapter we just discussed, they went in their own corners. Yes. So I don't think it was a specific event. I think, Shell, you are spot on with that whole exchange. And I have, well, a five-star Apple podcast review by Gin Monster from the Netherlands. We do. Yes, we do. Yes. <laughs> Gin Monster. That is such an awesome name, too. It is so demony. Considering it's super demony. It's the only yeah. drink the three of us can all enjoy together without it's demon losing elixir. one of them. <laughs> it's demon elixir, for sure. That's true. It's like, because I can drink vodka. Angela can drink tequila. Neither one of us can switch those. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I prefer gin to even vodka. Right. I can drink vodka, but I prefer gin. We all can gin. drink vodka. I mean, we yeah. all can drink gin, excuse me. We, we can all drink yeah. gin and We can all enjoy okay. gin. Yes. yes. To be more yes. more pre- precise. So, gin monster, we fill ya. We fill ya. Um, oh. She says, I love the AST universe and was looking for a way to extend that immersive experience from the books while counting down to the TV series this fall. Stumbled upon this lovely group of demons who wonderfully balance intellectual... Intellectual... <laughs> Intellectual, (laughs) intellectual, philosophical discussions with an irreverent and nasty, the good kind, nasty. What a word. (laughs) The good kind of humor. Thank you for enriching my life with your lovely minds. Oh, my God. Thank you. Miss Jackson. So good. Thank you so much. Thank you. We were losing Angela, but now she's back. She was fading. She's back. And I I got a little bit of extra boost, not just because of just one review, because she said irreverent. You know, that's what I took out of that. I took the the nasty. The good kind. The good kind. It was very good. Good. Thank you. Thank you. You, you captured us perfectly. And if I were to write another mission statement for us, your review would be it. That's it. <laughs> I thought you were going to say it. If I would write another review for ourselves, <laughs> as if you were ghostwriting reviews for us. <laughs> Apple Podcasts only lets you do it the one time. The one time. <laughs> Not that I know that. Anyway. <laughs> There's no gaming Apple. No, right. Okay, so we got a voicemail, everybody. From, Yay! from our, fa- our favorite Yogini. Yes, from Yay! Allie. 
Allie. So let's take a listen to that. Good morning, lovely ladies. It's Allie Davis. I'm not calling for anything specific as far as episode-wise. I just wanted to give you a call and let you guys know that I'm thinking about you. I am just now getting back to catching up on podcasts. Life has been pretty crazy around here with the little one and work and everything else. Um, And I, like, just super failed at keeping up with everything. So I promise you I have not completely fallen out of the world. I'm just moving a lot slower than normal. So I'm currently still back at October um, with your special edition episode of Absence and Desire, which I know sounds really sad, but summer is coming. And as soon as I'm off school, all of my summer projects are going to be narrated with your beautiful voices. And I just wanted to let you guys know that I can't wait to finish catching up on podcasts. And uh, and I'm wrapping up trying to condense our yoga flow for this year's con down to a half of an hour, which is way harder than you would think. Um, and I can't wait to talk to you guys hopefully soon. Yeah, that's it. Just wanted to tell you that I love y'all and I can't wait to see you. Talk to you soon. Who's got the follow-up to that? She had uh, Oh, that's she, me. She recorded this and then she's like, oh! We got a recording and an email chaser. Yes, an email chaser. Yes. Yes, and I have that. Okay. My lovely demons. So I had paused. It begins with ab- absinthe and desire to call you on my way to work and drop a little message. Five minutes early, as it turned out. When I got to my desk and turned it back on, I was greeted with a Swedish shout-out and reminder of how long it's been since you've recorded this episode. I had, in fact, not yet had Gideon by the con and was sitting on my couch all day watching the live stream. I don't even think he was here yet when he recorded this particular episode. It was a Friday morning, yes? I hadn't even gone into labor yet, and he was only two days old when the episode was released. What a little time walk. Of course, (laughs) the whole thing left me crying in my office. I miss y'all so much. Much love. I hope to talk with you soon. Allie. She is just the She's sweetest thing. a doll face. Yes. And she gave birth to a doll face. Kid the kid is everything. Oh my God. He is just... He's oh. adorable. He looks like a doll. I was telling <laughs> I was telling the girls, like, I had a Cabbage Patch kid that was all ball and he had a dimple. He was cute. Not saying your your child looks like a Cabbage Patch kid, Allie. I mean, no. when you catch up to the episodes and you hear this, doesn't look like it, but he is adorable. Oh, we love him. We love him. All the loves from the demons. Yes. Okay. So let's go on to Save It For The Show. And Save It For The Show is brought to you by Ruth Tickner. Thank you, Ruth. Thank you, Ruth. Thanks, Ruth. Yay. Save It For The Show. Save it for the show. Guys, save it for the show. So the topic for this Save It for the Show is Demon Survival Tip. Yes. In the upcoming months with the release of The World of All Souls, which we're going through right now, the TV show and Times Convert. Gene, I'm going to let you start this off. My first demon tip uh, for surviving the next few months is just make sure you've got our website bookmarked because we've got updates on the books, we've got updates on the TV show, and we are going to keep you guys abreast of the news so you don't have to have a stroke trying to keep up with it yourself. It's true. Because we don't want anybody to have a stroke. <laughs> no strokes. It's bad. Avoid it at all times. And that would be uh, demonsdomain.com or www.demonsdomain.com. Bookmark it now. Well, I mean, if you're not in front of your computer, just remember that, okay? And then yeah. bookmark it. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, yes, we do have a book page and we do have a TV page. I would say my big tip is don't feel you need to catch up with everything. It's just going to be a whirlwind of everybody posting everything. You're going to like if you log into Twitter, you're going to see the same five pictures over and over. Every time uh, Discovery Witches TV releases something, it gets retweeted. It gets retweeted. And who who do I need to follow? Who do I need to... uh, For someone 
who doesn't traverse the Twitterverse very often. And I'm one of those people. I could see how it get overwhelming. So don't overwhelm yourself. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Follow Deb. If you have confusion as to who to follow, because we retweet from Deb. But if you want to follow us, that's good, too. Yeah. We're at Demon's Domain and at Demon's Discuss. Thanks. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. That that would be my tip. Don't let the internet overwhelm you. Find one, two, maybe three really good sources and follow that. Um, It's make-believe. Don't worry if you don't hear something exactly right when it comes out. And listen, you're a listener of this podcast. It's not like you're not going to be in the know. We're going to tell you what's going on in general. Right? Right? Come on, back me up, guys. Right? Yes, we've got you there. (laughs) Angela, what are your tips? Just pretty much echoing what you said. I mean, and I think seeing our website is a great thing. Just digging into our archives of our downloads and our old articles and our pictures. I mean, we have a YouTube channel. We have a Flickr page. Anywhere you can pretty much think of uh, on social media, we're there. You can just dig through our stuff. It's it's a good time. It's like a, it's like a time walk back. And yep. that'll take you a lot, a lot of time to get through all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. That'll, that'll keep you going until keep then. Keep you entertained. Don't, uh, don't be ridiculous like us. Don't, you know, halt everything in your life to worry about this thing. No, don't do it. Easy. It's all coming. We're you doing know the it for book's you. coming. <laughs> We're doing it for you. That's right. Um, I am going to post that Seattle talk in the show notes of this. And it's also on the book page, the video to the Seattle talk. So I'm pretty sure once she goes from stop to stop to stop, the only thing that really varies are the questions that the audience asks. And when I was at the Seattle signing on the 8th, the audience pretty much just wanted to know about the TV show. They asked a couple questions. And Galaglass. And Galaglass. That's it. So I don't think there's going to be much fluctuation as she goes. I'm pretty sure her last stop will, her talk will go more smoothly because she had six more talks in front of it. Mm -hmm. But it's pretty much going to be the same thing. And we'll put the link to that video. It was live streamed at the time, but now it's been archived. So we'll put the link to that video in the show notes. And it's a great, it's a great video. You'll get the first chapter of Times Comics. Yes. Which was wonderful. Oh, yes, it was. Can I tell you though, when I was sitting there, with Devin. Devin was talking to me. I was like, and then she turned around. She's like, first chapter of what, mom? And then the series over. I was like, oh my God. I was like, hang on, Devin. Hang on. And then I got I got on Messenger. Oh my God. Time's convert. I don't know if I was like the first one to get to you guys. Yes. With that. <laughs> I was like, and then I saw Angela had message. Oh, it's on the video. Go to Facebook. Go to Facebook. I know. <laughs> Defcon 4. Defcon 4. <laughs> she's like, where? I'm like, I don't know. It just popped up and said she's on live. <laughs> what killed me was is I kept going to all of the university bookstore because they're like, oh yeah, we're gonna they're gonna live stream it, and I was looking and looking. And I'm like, okay, the bookstore fucked up. They're not gonna live stream it, and I finally <laughs> gave up because like right at seven o'clock, I was waiting, you know, waiting for them to put it up and waiting for them to put it up, and I finally gave up and was doing a couple other things. And the live, the notification for the live from Deb came up about the same time that you freaked out. Yeah, yeah I was like a half an hour in. Wow, because the guy he set up the camera that we were in the same row that camera was in so right where the camera was pointing me and Devin were sitting ah. and uh, and he loaded up and he was locked and loaded from like I'd say 15 minutes prior and he they kept doing camera checks can you see me can you hear me what's up going on you know and then when he went live he's like we're going live now so it was fascinating for Devin Devin was like wow this is really cool. I've never been to a book signing before. It's really cool. Yeah oh that's awesome. So are we ready to go to last thoughts? Sure. All right. 
find this show wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Contact us. We are at demonsdiscuss at gmail.com. Leave us a voicemail, 360-519-7836. Or leave us one on SpeakPipe, speakpipe.com slant demonsdiscuss. Hit us up on social media, and we are at Demons Discuss or at Demons Domain. Join our Facebook group, Demonic Discussers. The keys to get in are in the show notes. And if you're listening on your mobile device, click the description. It'll be there, too. Become a discusser. And there are two ways to do that now. And if you're in the U.S., text A-D-O-W as an ADAL, as in a discovery of witches. So text A-D-O-W to 444-999. Or visit demonsdiscuss.com. Scroll down, fill out the form and spammer code, and that's it. You're a discusser. Visit our main site, demonsdomain.com. To see what we're up to. And if you like what you hear, leave us a five star review on Apple Podcasts. Keep Angela alive. So uh, we have one collective last thought. So Angela doesn't have to come up with one. Yes. I don't have to come up with one. <laughs> well, we came up with one collectively after what happened with this, this article that circulated, I believe it was yesterday, in fact. Pink News, which is a uh, LBGT newspaper out of the UK, published this lovely, lovely article about a discovery of witches bringing a lesbian couple, a lesbian witch couple to TV. And the word lesbian was used in the headline. headline. Like, well, yeah. what else are you going to call them? Right. Right. It had been posted around and it had, uh, the consternation was disgusting. Mm-hmm. I, there's no mm-hmm. other word for it for me. I mean, this is a series that people profess to love and it's all about tolerance and acceptance and reveling in people's differences. And people are getting pissed off because you're making them face the fact that one of the couples in the story is a lesbian couple. Well, and one of the most horrible things is they were accusing the news source of being sensational. Yes. Yes. Because they use the word lesbian, it's like, well, that's AP style guide. That's the word you're supposed to use. I uh, see. Okay. So here's my thing about that. Okay. I kind of blame them too, not because it's sensational, but that is such a trigger word. We're not there yet. Okay. Well, here's the thing that, though. I mean, it's, it's a publication aimed yes. to, to that community. <laughs> right. Yes, exactly. Yes, yes. And when Angela posted that, and I didn't realize it was from Pink News. Yeah. So when Angela first posted that, and it was like a couple nights ago. And she's like, here's a headline I never thought I'd ever see. I was like, oh, my God. But I was thinking it was from a main news source. Well, it you was know, also, I, I was the thinking, same article was picked up by what Entertainment Weekly and they used the yeah, same it was headline. A diff- it was but, a different source. Yeah. But still, I mean, I think it all came from it, it all emanated from Pink News. And everybody, yes. you know, and no, but the mainstream people didn't seem to think there was a problem with that headline. No, no, it, did, it wasn't offensive. It was very celebratory. It, I thought well, it can I say there is isn't a problem with that headline. Yeah, it, there is no problem with a headline. The problem is, see, I guess I think about things like this because of my job and how I, I'm like, okay, that's going to be perceived all wrong. So you have to think about things like that. And I, I'm just making a yeah. comment on society in general. And yeah. I'm saying as a society, we're not there yet. The three of us are there. Well, <laughs> I, I guess what was... We're not there yet. So what, What's so troubling is... In the fandom community here, yes, given the themes of the books, you think they'd mo- be more enlightened. Yes, and some yes. of the, some of the comments I I felt were just flat out ignorant and hurtful. Right, it was yeah. like, okay, I like these books. Don't don't make me face this this reality in this book that I don't want to deal with, and I won't recognize in my world. 
that kind of indignant. I noticed a comment. I noticed a comment where somebody says, it's not like they're even lesbians, really. I'm like, but they are, though. They are. They're sleeping in the same bed. These aren't roommates, people. Uh, Yeah. It's like, this is not Ernie and Bert. Well, even though I'm kind of questioning them, too. Yeah. That's a different different after show. That's a different after show. So, I just, I I get it. I'm like, I'm not... This is people's reaction, yeah. man. It's like, I... Okay, so... In, in 1986, in 1986, I can understand that, but it's like yes, 2018, now, people. Uh, yeah, Gay marriage you, is legal. It is legal, but... Can I also say that when We're getting, I grew people up, are getting less enlightened and more emboldened to be stupid. Right. To be dumb. When I grew up, okay, interracial marriage when I was born was not legal in, I think, still 17 states. Yeah. Wow. And you were born just before Loving, weren't you? The Loving case? So whenever yeah. that was. So I think that was 71. But just before that, yes. Because that was the Supreme Court case that finally overturned it based on the Virginia statute. Yeah. Loving versus Virginia. Yeah. So even when like when people get outraged and everything like that, even growing up in New York, which is supposedly what we call progressive now. Yeah. People would stare. You still get Man, the side eye. Yeah. Not anymore. They don't. But where I live anyway. But people would stare and sneer and spit. So I can see the progression. Yes, it's legal now. Mm-hmm. However, it's going to take a while for everybody to get there. Yeah. Yeah. And I, it sucks. People suck. What what can I say? I don't know. I like to think this group is smart. I hate than it, that, but I hate it. Yeah. I hate what you were saying. Trust me. I hate I hated the comments, some of the comments on there. But I get it. It takes a while. When um the military took down Don't Ask, Don't Tell in 2011, I worked with somebody to be like, oh, now they're going to ruin the military. And he's like an old retired person. Oh, right. no. And I'm like, do you think there weren't gay people in the military before? Because when I joined, I knew too. Right. I just couldn't say it. And now he is now if you talk to him about gay marriage and stuff like that he's like he met somebody who is gay and they have a family and there's like they're nice people his attitude has totally changed i think people need more exposure to others yes and this will do it i mean i found the article that i first popped up in our chat it says it's from the mary sue and it says alex kingston is playing a lesbian witch in the british show that sabrina the teenage witch should have been yes Uh, yeah i think tv did it like will and grace Mm -hmm. remember that Mm -hmm. yeah or when ellen came out. Right. I mean, Willow there was like Tara. a big outrage. Willow yeah. and Tara and um, Buffy. In fact, that's, yes. that's Em and, <laughs> and Sarah are middle-aged Willow and Tara. <laughs> Absence the whole going over to the dark side with Sarah. Uh, I think, yeah, I think. <laughs> and I, I, I remember, I don't know. I, we'll get there. We're just not there. It's a trigger it for me. Sucks. It's a trigger for me. I know. Me. I know it is. I, so. You know, when, when you're in your 20s and AIDS is raging and you've got friends your own age you end up dying and things like that. You tend to get a little bit pissy. True. Did I just give the year I was born on this podcast? Yes, <laughs> Jesus you did. Christ. Oh, my fucking God. Edit that bitch. You, you can loop that out, I hope. I'm going to boop it out. <laughs> it just hit me. Make him work for that bitch. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. Anybody else have anything to add to this deal? Oh, I'm sure we're going to get hate mail on this, but that's too bad. I'll take yeah, it. I'll dude. take it, too. Yeah, I'll take care. it. Bring it. Bring your hate mail. Bring it. I don't think it, we're going to either. Oh. I think our listeners are enlightened. I really do. I think our listeners are too. I'm putting that trust in the universe. We'll see. We'll our see. trust has never been abused by the universe before, so we'll be good. No, no. Even 
putting out this podcast, I'm like, we're going to get a hate mail. But we never did. So cool. <laughs> that worked out. Um, okay. So uh, before we close out, I want to bring up All Souls Con again, guys. All Souls Con is coming. I don't know how many tickets are left. It's maybe two, maybe five, maybe ten. I don't know. <laughs> Make sure you just Try check, okay? Try to get one. And if you can't get one, there's live streaming that is five dollars. Five dollars. Very easy. Allsoulscon.org slant tickets. <laughs> As my mother kindly posted on one of our posts. <laughs> oh my God. Angela, tell the story. Tell the story. Well, I don't even know what the, oh, the, what was the post even? I don't know. It was, I think it was our giveaway post. And my oh, mother, right, right, right. I think I liked it yeah. or I, you know, commented. So of course she it popped up in her feed and she posted, by the way, All Souls Con is coming. August, and whatever. Yeah, coming. And she, she, yeah, she, she gave the date and she said how much online tickets were and like she wanted She's watching. Sure you didn't miss it, Angela. <laughs> yeah, she's watching my kids. It's on her calendar when I go to All Souls Con, oh and I'm God. like, I said to Gina, I'm like, have we just met? I mean, I'm your daughter. <laughs> As, but you know what? In another episode, I did say someday I'll tell her I do this podcast. <laughs> she still doesn't know. Like I said, we had Christmas. We were talking about it. We all had some wine. I'm not sure if she remembers. If I remember, <laughs> I remember what I said. I'm not blaming it all on her. No. So. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> on my uh, excursion last week, I-, I did come out to my sister. She now knows. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> I came out of our podcasting closet. I, I she now knows. Um, who else knows? Yeah, my sister. That's good. That's well, it. It, it came up for me because I have that letterboard, and I don't know if some listeners, if you've seen some of our pictures with a letterboard in uh, like a bookstagram post, it said where is Ashmole seven eighty two, and finally someone asked, "What is that?" <laughs> and I'm like, "Let me tell you a story." <laughs> <laughs> How I got suckered into this shit. <laughs> story time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um. Uh, what else? Oh, join our Facebook group. It's getting nice and lively in there. I like it. We're not trying to make it big. We're just making it for your listeners. Uh Uh-oh. We lost Jean. Anyway, I'm going to keep going and and say that uh, you can join our Facebook group. Uh, The keys to get in are in the show notes or also in your mobile apps. Just click more information. I don't know what your app says, but I know on the uh, Apple Podcast app, if you click the cover photo, all the rest of the information will come up. And I'm going to try to get Jean back so she Give us demon kisses. And you must demon answer the kiss. questions. Mwah. Wait, not, not yet. yet. <laughs> I'm sorry, I just came back on. <laughs> so, Angela, what were you saying about must answer the questions? Oh, and you must answer the questions. Uh, there are two questions. As Val said, the keys are in the show notes of what the answers are. It's an open book test. All you got to do is answer the questions and you're in like Flynn. So do yes. it. Yes. This is how we know you listen to the podcast. Mm-hmm. If you can answer those two questions, you don't have to get it. You don't have to get fancy. But if I know, you know, where to find the keys to get in, then I know you've been listening. Yes. So, and then we don't have to say, hey, what's this person doing? Or you're not one of those people that I think we have 12 people sitting outside. Yeah. Waiting to get yeah. in. They're just going to sit there. Uh-huh. They won't be able to get in. Yeah. So there's that. Okay. I think we're ready to say goodbye okay. now. Sorry. That's <laughs> oh, fine. <laughs> Bye, everybody. Farewell. Mwah. Demon kiss. And we'll talk to you next time. <laughs>